Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pineapple Juice. This is the podcast where the three of us take a story pitch and then talk about it for as long as we need to to come to some sort of a conclusion about it. We're your hosts, Jacob. Pleasure. And Peter. Um, so I actually had a question. What is, this is more of a story question, but what is the worst thing you have, like the worst mistake you have ever made when cooking? Um, <laughs> I got a good one. Uh, so when I was in middle school, I would wake up early in the morning to uh, get myself ready for school, right? Uh, and I remember uh, waking up and it was, it was dark. I think it was like winter time, so it was dark outside in the morning. And I was like exhausted. So I put a piece of toast in the oven to get toasted. And then I lie down on the couch for a second and I fall asleep. And then when I wake up, I wake up to the smell of like burning <laughs> and I get up quickly and I book it to, to my kitchen and I, I run in front of the toaster. And this is like one of those toasters that's like the toaster oven. So it's got like the glass front and in front of my very eyes, like literally the second I stare at it, it is all black. It's like white. And then it just combusts inside <laughs> of the toaster oven. That's so funny. It was great. Oh. And then I was like panicking. I was like looking back and forth, like, uh, uh, what do I do? And then I ran like a circle around my kitchen. And then I found a fire extinguisher and I just blasted my toaster <laughs> oven with it. Oh my God. So that's, that was my, that's probably like the worst mistake I ever made cooking wise. But I was like in middle school, so whatever. So, okay, I'm going to tell two. The first one, because it's actually a funny mishap. And the second one, because it's not really my fault, because I think it's funny, especially because Peter's here. Uh, but <laughs> oh, the no. first story takes place my sophomore year of college. Um, and I, I, for my first, like, two years at college, I basically only ate in the cafeteria or on the campus food places. So I had not yet become a ramen boy. Like, I didn't know how to make ramen because I'd never done it. And later on, I'd make a ton of ramen because I got really into ramen because, you know, college. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. I hadn't done yeah. it yet. And I had a friend who was pr pretty – she was pretty sick. And when she was sick, she didn't eat. And so, you know, we generally rotated – she got sick, you know, a, a few times that semester. And so we would rotate going in and, like, making her food to make sure she ate, which – so, sounds weird now oh that I say it out loud. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Hindsight's it, it, it 2020. It's wholesome. It's wholesome. It was, it was polite yeah. and wholesome in context. But so she wanted some ramen and I had never made it. And she had like these weird ramen packets that didn't have explanations on it. And she said, oh, it's easy. You just kind of like dunk it in water and put it in the microwave. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, think I, I think I see where yeah. this is going. So anyway, so I, I stick this brick of ramen in a bowl and I put some water on it. <laughs> And the, the stuff, and then I put it in the microwave, and I, I, I it came out just like a as couple this of drops brown of brick, like it was <laughs> it was a toasted brick of ramen. It was not the slightest bit moisturized, and and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I did this wrong. I'm so sorry. And she was very polite. She was no, 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 it's fine. I can, it's not how I prefer it but i can eat it that way and to her credit she ate the whole thing i know that i know what? Ramen, i know that i know what? how ramen is supposed to be i feel so cringe about myself and like she went to great lengths to not make me feel stupid but she was there chomping <laughs> on this like brown ramen <laughs> dude i thought that only happened in movies no oh my god like when someone so screws funny. up the cooking and they're just like i'll eat it anyway because that's the good nice thing to do it, 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 um, oh my god this wow 
The second story is that I, I reheated some chicken strips and Peter and mine freshman year dorm. And our microwave was right below the fire alarm. And these were like, I did everything right. And, and it, this usually worked with reheating chicken. But these must have somehow been like petrified chicken tenders. And so they just straight burned. They didn't heat up at all. And so I opened the microwave after I see kind of a flash. And this smoke just comes pouring out. And it goes right up into the fire alarm. Oh, and that's no. how I learned Peter and I had gone nearly an entire school year without a functioning fire alarm. <laughs> because the smoke was going straight into it and it was doing nothing. I so oh, badly man. wish I was there when that happened. Like, I was, I think, I, I don't know when I came back, but like, I didn't come back much later. I wish I was there. Yeah. So, so, it would have been so funny. It saved me the embarrassment of like, Getting the whole dorm to have to leave and, you know, because the fire alarm went off or whatever. But at the same time, it was like, oh, if this was legit, Peter and I would just die. <laughs> jump out we the window. Die in our sleep. I, I don't think we ever told anybody either, so clearly. No, we, we never did, actually. Which, in hindsight, I don't know why we didn't. But, like, I think I remember you said, like, Peter, like... It went up in smoke. There was a big black plume of smoke. And then I was like, that's crazy. And then we're both like, yeah. And then the fire alarm didn't go off. Nuts. And then we just didn't do anything about it. Like, we just moved on. Which for us was so fine. Right. I wasn't thinking about the future. <laughs> right. <laughs> the future generations. So, Fletch, I'm presuming you have a story. I have, well, yes. I was debating which one I wanted to actually tell. Because one is funny. One's just, like, sad. Well, okay. Is it funny sad or one is of it them like, is, like that's actually like depressing? Well, one of them is I didn't realize how old the chicken was and then I made some burritos with it and I was sick for like two days. <laughs> I remember that. But that was, when, that was when Squid Game had just come out. So I literally spent like the entire day in bed and I just binged the whole show in one, one sitting. Was that last year? Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't remember that? I do. Like actually. I'd had that's the chicken but I'd forgotten how long it was sitting there and... Dude, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, that chicken was sitting. It was there like for two like weeks old. So at least. long. Didn't Peter's girlfriend oh. specifically tell you not to eat the chicken too? Like you were. I think right? so. Yeah. I think that was a different time. I think that was a different time because there was another time I had like really old meat that I'd just forgotten about. And they were like, it was yeah, the meat. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it oh, was the meat. This is a recurring incident, dude. I can't it tell more I often f- than I think you should admit, Flesh. <laughs> I, I, I like set it out to thaw. I put it in the fridge, and then I just. Forget about it. Well, because you said it out back to like, de-thaw. Like a few days later, and I'm like, oh, yeah. You said it out to de-thaw for, like, like literally all day. It's, by that point, room temperature. And then you're like, eh. And then you okay. stick it back in the fridge for weeks. Like, I, you would do it for, like, a week. Well, this is the thing. I was under the impression for my, for my entire life, I was under the impression that you had to let something thaw, like, all day. Because that was how long it took. I didn't realize that it, it like, only takes, like, an hour or two, really. Yeah, nah, dog. If you're doing it right. You don't have to do that. I mean, here's what I do. This, I mean, this is a top, top cooking tip for me. You just stick it in a bowl of hot water, and that problem takes care of itself. I mean, yeah, that's what I did, too. I just thought you had to leave it the whole We should day. make a recurring segment where you tell people to cook. Hey, I could. I wouldn't give much <laughs> advice, but I'd give some. You teach them how to make two things. Tomato-based pasta and pistachio cake. Hell yeah. Pineapple kitchen with Peter. It's the same two Welcome. recipes. Like, like it's a seven-episode <laughs> series, but it's the same recipe every time. We're going to mix it up a bit. We're going to have dessert for dinner and dinner for dessert. 
Flash just sounds like a good time. But it's still the still same stuff. But anyway, Fletch, tell us your story. Or was that it? I mean, that was one of them. The other one was the time I tried to... So I tried to make um, candied bacon, which I know is like a thing. But I had no idea how to make candied bacon. So I just kind of made it up using stuff that I had a vague understanding might theoretically be used for stuff like that. And so what ended up being is I basically chopped up a bunch of bacon, threw it into a pan with like peanut butter and maple syrup and like some brown sugar. And it was the nastiest thing I have ever tasted. I think I gave it to you. It was when we were in the pineapple. I gave it to you and MG to try and you guys hated it. For, for listeners, I do the remember pineapple that. was what we called our junior year housing assignment together, which is why yeah. our YouTube channel is called Pineapple Reload and the podcast is called lore. Pineapple Juice. The deep lore. That's the deep lore. Sorry, the deep I lore. let that slip out, but yeah. Okay, I do remember that. It was terrible, and I think I asked this then, and I'm going to ask this again. <laughs> why didn't you just look it up? I... Because I honestly enjoyed just messing around and seeing if I could figure something out more than just looking it up and getting the answer right away. I am an adventurous spirit, and sometimes it leads to horrible mistakes, such as that bacon. Yeah, that bacon was a mistake. Yeah, that was horrible. I will say, as somebody who really only enjoys cooking in theory, I've always found the idea of experimenting with food more interesting than, like, I'm just going to follow this recipe perfectly. I'm all for that, but like... I'm being fair, but disagree. I feel like I would experiment, but like, I'm not looking for new answers. I'm experimenting with stuff that already works because I still want to eat my food. Well, yeah, I mean, that's usually what I try to do too, but this was just the one time where I wanted to see if I could figure out something ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, covering bacon and brown sugar to make candied bacon sounds Well, I mean, that's, legitimate. that's basically how you make caramel. Not with the bacon part, but like, it's, it's like brown sugar <laughs> and water or something but then like how you make it you got to mix it up i don't actually like again i don't know how to do this i've just like picked up little tidbits and i tried to figure out how to piece them together but based on the candied bacon i've had that sounds like that's how i would expect you would make it so like that's the kind of thing where i would have felt safe experimenting in your shoes because i'm like how badly can i mess this up oh yeah the thing is it went horribly wrong this is the guy who burnt robin ramen like that though. <laughs> it was it was a different time you guys aren't like reliable <laughs> cooking sources here <laughs> like the fact that you have confidence in his ability is not making me inspired at all no i'm just saying like i get where he was coming from. <laughs> in his defense i have made some good stuff before that's really funny oh all right do you want to get into it yeah, let's do it. So speaking of throwing ingredients together. Yeah, actually, we're going to be we're gonna be trying something a little bit different this week. Uh, partly out of curiosity, partly because we thought it'd be fun to do a little special of sorts. Um, so what we're going to be doing, instead of having one person bring a singular idea, what we've decided to do is all three of us are going to bring a different part of an idea. We're going to mash them together and come up with a story about it. So one person is bringing some characters or a character idea. Uh, one person is bringing an idea for the setting, like the place, and the other one is bringing a plot idea. And we're going to have to come up with a story based on these three things. And depending on if uh, like we like it or maybe we get some feedback from people who like it. Uh, Our one listener. It, yeah, the well, some more. We've got some more listeners now. Yeah, sure. more listeners. <gasps> There's like someone else. I think we have at but least anyway, three regular listeners now. So. At least. I, I, can, I, I bet we do. <laughs> I bet we do. And... Uh, if, if we like it, if they like it, if it kind of works, we might transition to doing this. 
And if it doesn't, that's fine. It's just a fun experiment. Exactly. So, I brought the characters. Uh, my characters are uh, a pirate and a samurai. Oh, Lord. Oh, this is going to be interesting <laughs> with what I have. A pirate and a samurai. Yep, that's what I got. Okay. All right. So, what you got, Jacob? I brought the setting. And my setting is a college that is so big that it's like like a city of itself kind of like how you know like um tech companies are starting to make those compounds where their workers live and do everything there and they have shops and everything it's, oh, yeah. it's a college that's a whole city and so the students live there and the teachers live there and they have their own mini society set around this like academia place Ooh. okay all right i i think i see where you're coming from Okay. You know, what okay. a pirate and a samurai are doing there is going to be really fun to figure out. Well, you see, this is the funny part where it almost works out because I brought the plot. And the plot I brought was it's going to be a heist. <laughs> okay. So we've got a pirate and a samurai enacting some sort of heist in a college that's a city. Okay. Interesting. Uh, okay. I, I don't so, think that doesn't work. It doesn't. I, it, no, it could. Totally could. Well, what the if? fact that it's a high stages them as outsiders, which helps because trying to find a way that they're both insiders of this college is, is a bit harder. <laughs> if it was well, like and also the a roommate situation, a pirate and a samurai in a room kind of thing. They try to go no. to college. <laughs> what kind of hijinks are they going to get into, boys? That's but, a sitcom that will last at least three episodes before getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, that's getting banned. Okay. But that's a heist. So here's, so here's my thought, actually. Okay. I'm trying to think of ways to, like, bring these all sort of together in a, in a way that makes sense. And the part I was having a bit of a hard time working with was the pirate and the samurai. But the pirate doesn't necessarily have to be peg-leg pirates of the Caribbean. There could be like a Japanese pirate and a samurai. Hmm. Like they're from the same place. They just do two completely different things. One's like all honor and samurai stuff. And the other is all, I'm going to just steal stuff. Well, if it's a heist, they're both stealing stuff. That's true. But maybe one, maybe they're stealing something that aligns with the pirate's desires for maybe treasure or some riches, but that also aligns with the samurai's desire to maybe... I don't know. What do samurais want? Like you said, honor? What if the samurai is protecting, is like part of this... It's basically samurai versus pirate in this case, then. Oh. Uh, mm. pirate, pirate v. samurai, not pirate and samurai. Yes. Or maybe the samurai is trying to get back his honor by working with the pirate? Mm? There's a great episode of Samurai Jack where Jack and this rich dude are both trying to steal this time travel jewel for something but this like opposed heist is very it's a very interesting like dynamic in the episode ooh like they're both trying to steal the same thing but they got to work around each other and whatever security's in place yeah and so they neither ooh. wants the other to get it but they're also against the infrastructure so here's the thought i recently visited a college that had like a surprisingly extensive natural history museum and so if this is a college that's a whole city, maybe they have some sort of a college city exclusive um, museum or building with a bunch of artifacts stored in it. And there's some kind of artifact 
that is important to both the pirate and the samurai. So maybe like an ancient Japanese treasure that was stolen from the the samurai navy by but samurais are Japanese, right? I don't want to be like yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct here. Okay, uh, it was stolen from the Japanese navy by this pirate's crew's like ancestors. So like the ancient pirate crew stole the the treasure from the samurai's ancestors. And so now they both want the modern day treasure, which is in this museum in this college city. Is this wait? So wait, hold on. This is a modern. Is this a modern setting, or is this like, like are, are we talking about like it's twenty first century? This is a college city, and then there's just a pirate and a samurai that are trying to, like, steal something. I guess. I, I guess because I, I had this visual of a modern college city in my head, I assumed it was modern, but it doesn't have to be. Sorry, yes, Fletcher. I was actually thinking that this was like a futuristic setting because I was imagining like the book that you showed me, Peter, earlier, where it's like the mech suit samurai stuff. Oh, I was yeah. imagining this as like a traditional futuristic, like Japanese mech suit situation. Well, funny enough, that book, now the book he's talking about, uh, dear listener, uh, is called uh, Mecha Samurai Empire <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I picked up from the I forgot about the title. <laughs> yeah, it's actually getting really good. I'm not gonna lie; like, it's actually Ooh, really interesting. Dude, you gotta right learn now. that to me. I will. Um, but it actually takes place in the '90s, surprisingly. That is surprising. It's not even like in the. Well, it's like, yeah, it's surprising. I guess. I guess it's like reminiscent of like when like mecha anime was popular, like especially in the '90s. I guess that's a bold opinion right there. <laughs> I mean, no, that's but, about right. I mean, I'm thinking when like the the Gundam show or whatever it came. Is it Gundam? Yeah, that's one of them. I'm thinking of, like... Ne- yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of them, but they were all, like, yeah, 90s, I'm thinking of 2000s. that Neon Genesis one. Evangelion? With the angels. Yeah, Evangelion. Yeah. All these things I haven't seen, wrong. but I've, like... <laughs> but, like, yeah. Maybe yeah. I should finally watch these or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. But, okay, so... They're fighting... So, okay, these two are fighting against each other. Uh... What is maybe? What does this college have? We think we should. We've got to figure out what what do these characters want still. An amulet. Okay. An amulet of s- Sardath. The amulet of Sardine. <laughs> it's, well, can it be like literally? It's a sardine can with like a gold chain. <laughs> it's like a relic of the past. The, the last can of sardines. This is just turning into Claudia with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> I don't know about that. How Sorry. does this samurai, why does he want it? Wait, he, hold on. I'm saying that, like, he wants this. He's not getting going after, he's not going after a sardine well, tin. <laughs> I was I, being I, really sarcastic with that. We don't have to stick with the sardine I, can. No, I know. I did for some reason. In my head, I was like, okay, how is this going to work? And then I'm like, wait a second. Why would it be that? <laughs> I think it would be cool if they both had a basis for feeling some level of historical ownership of whatever the item is. Are they brothers? Well, Same no, ancestors, like, perhaps? C- kind of like the treasure idea, where it at one point belonged to this to, to the Samurai's nation, and at one point belonged to the Pirate's nation, or what you know, whatever that would be, right? And now belongs to this college. And so they all, both kind of have an equal historical claim to it. Hmm. Hmm. I like, yeah, I do like the idea that they've got a historical connection to it and they want this thing for some reason. I like the idea of the samurai. He's still got his little honor thing. He's, he's coming in trying to restore. Maybe, what if, potentially, let's say his ancestors were tasked with guarding this 
special thingy, and it was stolen. And he's trying to now wait. That doesn't make sense. Why would he want to regain his honor by stealing? He was stolen by pirates. But now he's stealing it from a college that's unconnected to the pirates to regain his honor. That can I throw something out there? Maybe both have a similar. They they have two different stories, but both of their stories equate to this was mine originally in some oh. way and i don't even i don't i don't kind of want to ditch the ancestors things i feel like that's a little like overplayed yeah. with like i would say some like uh japanese culture like ah oh, my ancestors it's like no, well, that's sure. true i wasn't even let's thinking go let's like change that. let's not do mm-hmm. ancestors and maybe like it i mean i know it's not necessarily ancestors but maybe it's literally their parents and they both got told different stories <laughs> on ownership of this thing so they both think they have the true story of like who properly should own this thing and now they're both after it because they're like chasing that dream or whatever like they're chasing that goal that they've been told not unlike the great divide from atla yes but instead of instead of the divide being the 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 divide it's a college city and instead (laughs) of there being two families it's a pirate and a samurai do they meet? Who knows? Well, do they go to the school, or are they coming in from the outside? I feel like they can't be going to the school. I was actually thinking well, the opposite. Maybe We've not. got the school. It feels do, weird if they're not going to it, because then why not just have them rob a museum? Do that's we fair. answer the time period question? Because this this all kind of comes back to the time period to me, for me, at least. I, I think it can't be... It should be nondescript... Um, in my head, I'm imagining, like... like Marvel sci-fi where it's like future-esque but it's like set in our time more or less but they have tech that's obviously not modern day tech I thought we were going to go with ancient fantasy maybe it's like uh you know this is a for for the one piece fans out there for the longest time you're like ah this is a I mean I don't want to spoil anything for you Jacob but you know you're not going to read it right now I'll close my eyes you're like this is a pirate adventure and then a cyborg shows up and you're like what is this and so Maybe it's kind of like that, where it's, like, in the past, you think, but then there's, like, futuristic things as well. So it's a world you know, where, like, samurai exist and are around, and pirates in the, like, traditional sense, the classic pirates, still exist and are around. Yes, but also there is check beyond that time. You know, this yeah. kind of thing, it works more often than it should. Most of the time I've seen it where these these weird, like, amalgamations of tech that don't really go together if they just it, it mostly comes down to how they handle it in the storytelling mm-hmm. but i like like in one piece it works great like the actual technology time framing makes no sense but it, it just works it does yeah yeah i mean i can go with that like i don't need it to fit a preconceived notion about a, a tech tree in real life yeah so it's like you know modern ish but they've got mechs yeah Okay, I'm into that. Now, what we have to consider is why the college would have this thing, right? Because if we were going with this is an ancient heirloom, right, then it makes more sense that over time it's ended up here. But if this is recent history, are are the college is the college city just blatantly like colonizing people that are like, yeah, we'll nab that for our museum, or well, maybe it... it is. I mean, that's kind of how. Every museum, well, that's kind of what the British did. They just kind of went places, stole stuff, and brought it back and put it in a museum. Yeah, and so then this college city becomes not just a college city, but it becomes this kind of haven for these sort of snobby, elite people who have this idea that they're really the best part of civilization, and they're bringing 
civilization to these people and they can take their stuff. They could call this college EU for entitled university. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. I actually have a bit of a proposal here, too. If this college... What? Well, hopefully. I'm still working on that part. I mean, well, there's a couple steps before I get there. But anyway... Yeah, you said um, that as though you were like in a relationship and about yeah, to get like, a ring. Yeah, that's imminent. Like I have friends who say it. That yeah, way. like I'm about as far from that as we can get right now. Yeah, <laughs> How many restraining well, that... orders do you have at this point, Fletch? Because <laughs> I'd only say that's two. as far as you can only get. Only two that are in effect. <laughs> two that are within this legal <laughs> jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, the other ones are so far away they're they're not even a possibility of that. Anyway. If you want to date a candied bacon cooking college student, uh, text Fletcher at 555-2709. Why are you giving out my number, dude? That's his number. That's my actual number, too. Come on. (laughs) Anyway, I had a thought. (laughs) After that fun little tangent about... Anyway, never mind. Um, So what if... if We're talking about a city. Or, like, it's a college, but it's a city-sized thing. Colleges... Or universes, they, they have different sections. Like, like there's an engineering department, and then there's like a histories department. So this this city, these sections would be. I mean, shoot, dude, in colleges that are in cities, a lot of the time are so spread. Well, sometimes, I should say sometimes, are spread out throughout the city so that they basically just take up the entire city. Like UNO in Omaha is got campuses all over the place and. It's crazy, and the departments are so far separated that they almost never interact. But if you squash them all together, the point I'm getting around to, as I'm thinking about this idea, is that you've got the pirate and the samurai are from, like, they're going to school for, like, mechanical engineering or something. Or one of them is going for that, one of them is going for, like, performing arts or something. And the history side of the city's got the museums... This isn't, like, super important now that I'm thinking about it. It's just sort of a fun thing where they're, like, attacking another side of the city. Hmm. I'm not really <laughs> following. No, not following at all. <laughs> I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah, I started talking about it and then kind of lost where I was going a little bit. Oh, that's good. Like, like <laughs> I was getting around to the point and then it kind of disappeared on me. Did you, did you find your way back to it? Or? I was imagining, like, this strong internal conflicts between like the mechanical engineers and the historians where you got the super snobby like guys that are running the museums and learning all the history and crap and then you got the mechanical engineers who are like generally the the gritty you know got the dirt on their hands and the oil and crap and they're like they've got oil and fecal matter all over their hands <laughs> you guys like help me out These guys are roll. monsters help me out okay wait all right i'm gonna just pose a quick question here you can you know please let me know how you feel about it what does the mechanical engineers have to do with pirates or samurais i might ask i'm still on mech suit <laughs> that's where that was i think he's from. fleshing out the like dynamics of the color okay. city yes yes thank Which you I th- thank I, you that's what i was trying to do i will say that is fairly unimportant if the college city is just the opposition to our two main characters who are outsiders. But it's still cool <laughs> to know. Yeah, because I, th- I thought we were assuming that they're insiders, that they're part of the college. That they're students? Yeah. How big is I this was still school, running with by that the way? Idea. It's like, city-sized. Y- it's a well, city. Y- 
it's a city, but like you look at some colleges out there. Like I just did a Google. I typed in largest state schools on Google, and number one, I, it's not actually number one. I don't think. But number one, it says University of Central Florida with 69,523 students. Like, that's a lot of people. Nice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is like a massive college. Is it bigger? Is it like 150,000 yes. students? In my head, I was imagining... Well, how many people fit in a city? Like, are we talking like skyscrapers of a city? Like, is this like... Are we talking like, like New York's... Like, city... Uh, maybe not quite. It's not like Boston. Well, in terms of land mass. Well, now I'm now I'm imagining early New York, right? Timeline wise, like basically this idea to me is kind of based off of Arkham City, the video game in which, for some reason, in the Batman universe, they decided it was a good idea to t- turn a prison into a whole city. Yeah, that was really smart. They really thought that one through. <laughs> or I guess an an insane asylum into a whole city. <laughs> Where is this city? Sorry, wait. Sorry, not city. Is this like in England? Are we kind of uh, establishing this is, like, in England? I was honestly imagining this, like, a man-made island in the middle of the Pacific. Okay, I kind of like that. Does, I'm not sure it makes any sense, but it also has no, a really not, interesting not at transportation all, cool. component to the heist. Like, how okay, do you get so, onto the island? They can't, you know, go through the ferry system or whatever where they're going to find out. Maybe they have to airdrop onto the island. Where are we dropping, boys? Well, are they are they part of the college or are they outsiders i was thinking they weren't especially if we were going with the the college city was made of like these kind of snooty colonizers who took their culture a bit why would all right i gotta why would a pirate totally no no no. the pirate's fine i totally could be in the pacific right i'm not i want to poo poo it i want to be that guy i am going to throw this out there why would colonizers put their biggest college in the middle of the pacific which is kind of the farthest point possibly from where like if it is england from where they are okay well as soon as we said that we had this kind of funky timeline deal i just started imagining we were in a world like avatar where the continents and places are kind of like some real world ones we know but they aren't there it isn't the same layout as our planet okay so this isn't earth i don't think so okay that that changes some things for me then it would change everything there's no england Wow. Is One Piece on Earth? <laughs> no, it's on One Piece. Actually, I don't even know if there's a name for where that is. <laughs> that was the ancient is. name of Pangea. One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. It's that One Piece they were talking about. Uh, good times. Okay, so big old island college. It's like the Tortuga of colleges. Maybe it's like right off the coast of wherever. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of its own entity. It's it's sort of has its own like police force. It's got its own like pseudo government thing, and it's all just. <laughs> just imagining the student government being like the actual government of this like giant <laughs> city island. So, <laughs> wait, what are they stealing again? <laughs> okay, some cultural artifact they both believe they have a claim to. We can what would a pirate and a samurai both have in... What, what would each of their parents both have said that is theirs that was taken from them? I got it. It is. It's like one of those uh, cane swords or, like, gun canes, except it's a gun <laughs> sword. What? Okay, 
Here's like, another it's question. It's like a flintlock pistol with like a big old like samurai sword attached to the top. If it's That's not so a historical stupid. artifact, why does the College City even have it? Wait, what? If it's not a historical artifact, what? Why? Why is it in like a museum at the College City? I thought it was a historical artifact. If it's a gun cane, no, No, I get it's like a flintlock with like a samurai sword attached to it. Like that it's an old like ass so relic, jank. but it's an so stupid. Because you know pirates like flintlocks, samurai swords. They I don't normal. know, okay? I don't think pirates like flintlocks. I think that's what they had available. <laughs> okay, so what if here's a pitch? It's I apologize if I was supposed to take that seriously. Um, no, tell me no, off no. Done. Wow. But that's a bird. <laughs> it's it's a it's it's like some sort of a gold coin that has been each of their families purportedly has passed this gold coin down through the ages because a gold coin is something I can imagine either a samurai or a pirate valuing. Right. It's like the family coin. And maybe they both had one, but there was some sort of experience where they got mixed up. And so there's only one coin they know about now and it's with neither of them. Right. And the pirates think the samurai family stole the gun co- gun not the gun sword, sorry, the, the gold <laughs> coin. And the, the samurai think, family thinks the pirate family stole the, the gold coin. Heads as a flint, locks, tails as a sword. But it, it has been now lost and looted by these, like, colonizers. And somehow uh, it's a it's an identifiable coin. I guess now I'm thinking about it, there are What if it's like, coins. it's like a, it is a coin. I like this idea that you have this, like, Little thing, but it, it ends up having a big old significance. What do you guys think about the idea that it's sort of like a key to a treasure trove? Oh, okay. Like You're going in the direction I was thinking. A key. Okay. Let me let me hit you like, with this. Oh, let me hit hold you. On. Hold on. Sorry. No, wait. Let... It's my turn, Fletcher. Ah! Ah! Fight with your gun sword. <laughs> Put down your gun sword. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Here we go. I agree. But what if it's like an Indiana Jones, the Staff of Ra? And so it is like a key to a treasure. And can can the treasure be like like it is worth a ton of money, which is why the pirate wants it. But also it's like got some sort of historical significance that's like personal to the samurai, which is why they want it. What if oh, see? Not like in not like I, in an I ancestorsy wanna, kind of way, but like in a just like. I want to do a little bit of a tread like like Let me, like oh like oh like national treasure where like his dad like the samurai's dad was obsessed with this thing and he just wants it because his dad was obsessed with it but i'm gonna do Ooh, a twist okay. on you i'm twisting it i'm gonna do a twist twist it get ready for a twist okay the pirate his dad is the one that has like this is like his whole deal not the samurai I feel like in our heads we're like the samurai's the one with honor nah man the pirate is in it for the honor the samurai Ooh. scum like, he sucks. <laughs> like, let's just, real quick, just turn it on the heads. Because I feel like, why mm. would the pirate... Let's make the pirate not such a scum guy. Like, maybe he's not as capable, for sure. But his motives, I don't think should be like, I'm a pirate, yeah Here's what they say. I think that's an interesting subversion. Here's a thought for the samurai. Whatever the item is, the samurai believes it's, like, the key to defending his nation against attackers. And it's like the samurai is aware it's not his, but he also, he like has a strong reason to want it. Like it is in some way powerful. Like like it's a key to something that could save his people from these colonizers. Okay. So like, oh man. Wow. That's great. I love it when your brain just turns off. Okay. 
Uh, I forgot <laughs> what? what I was going to say. Let me, let me pull up oh, the reboot no. instructions. Yeah, please. Oh, okay, gosh. so tap your Peter on the left ear three times. Uh, then speak the voice code brain juices. Brain, brain juice! <laughs> so stupid. Did it work? Did, did it, work? It, it worked! Holy ha! smokes! I remember what? everything. Seriously? No, I don't know. Oh, Peter. I know. You got my hopes but up for a second. I can pretend like I remember it. All right. So this is me pretending like I remember what I was going to say. So what if I'm going to BS it pretending like it's going to happen. What if the samurai is, you know, like, you know, he's from a not Japan. Haha, this isn't Earth, but it's from a closed off nation. He was sent to retrieve this. Like, he's the one who's sent to get it. It's, like, on a solo mission. The pirate is going to get it because it means something for, like, his dad. Like, this is, like, his father's last request. And he's like, I'm going to get this dang thing to, to find the treasure that's inside. And for the samurai, he's not getting it for, like, maybe a fatherly thing. Like, if his father wanted him, his father ordered him to get it. Because for him, he uh. thinks that it's going to be, like, the key to, a like, an ancient weapon that can defend his country. Against like, so, the rising tides of this, I like it. I like it. The samurai's motivated people. by duty, whereas the pirate's motivated by like sentiment and connection. Yeah, and you know pirates—they're sentimental old farts. They love that kind of stuff. Okay, so now, I assume are they unaware of each other until they encounter each other during the heist? Are they what? Unaware of each other, but until they encounter each other during the heist. Hmm. Because I think it'd be really interesting if for the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, we see their, like, separate attempts to do this thing, and and them crossing over and meeting each other is, like, a big deal. And so, like, maybe they're taking completely different approaches to everything. So you have to get on the island. You can't just sail a boat into the island. So the samurai gets some sort of an aircraft to drop him in, but the pirate, there's this new pirate submarine technology, and he, like, submarines <laughs> in. Well, I feel like the pirate would have a much easier chance of just kind of, like, walking on board. Because he's literally a sailor. Yeah, but, but he's a pirate. Yeah, but do you wear a sign that says English teacher on your shirt? I guess he could disguise himself. I mean, the way he dresses might as well. He could just get a change of clothes and That's fair. sneak on board. I mean, Can hell, anyone so get could the onto samurai. the island? I mean, or is, are we thinking how this would is you... like an isolationist, you need a pass type? I'm thinking, like... I mean, they kind of do that on most colleges, most college campuses. You kind of can walk onto any college campus, really. Yeah. But but I also feel like for the intrigue of the heist, having to find a way onto the island is kind of a fun challenge. I feel like it would be, but though I don't want to, I don't want to have a barrier between getting to the island when I just want to be at the island, and then the island itself is the challenge, right? Let's not like put up so many barriers that's they fair. can just get there if it's a city-sized college getting onto the island is not going to be particularly difficult no exactly like okay. you don't need a submersible and then a battle bus to drop how, how you hard in. is it to sneak into a city not at all it's really hard you've tried have you ever tried to sneak into i don't know Boston, new york Boston, city say. yes it was, gonna... it was very easy i got on a plane yeah exactly so they just get on they, they just they're there no one <laughs> they just let you in yeah, New York. they just let they me just into let... New York. Dude, no one what? knew I was what there. What is that? I just hopped on a bus and I drove into New York. Well, I mean, I didn't drive. I, I had to rode. get permission from the governor. Really? What do you want, a watch list or something? Uh, no, they just hate teachers. <laughs> 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 this guy's a teacher? 
Get him. Sick him, boys. Look out, he's got a teaching license. We ain't spending our education budget on you. <laughs> Sorry, what education budget? Snaps. No, 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 it's really big. It just doesn't go to the teachers. Okay, so, anyway, so they're on the island. Do we follow yes, both, the thing. or do we stick to one for a bit? Because I like the idea that Jacob said, like, maybe we, maybe one knows about the other, right? Maybe the, maybe the samurai does know about the pirate. Or maybe the pirate has some precursor knowledge that, like, his dad is like, oh, yeah, by the way... There might be a samurai, and so he's looking out for this guy. Maybe here's a, here's a thought: half of like half of a heist movie, really, is them assembling a team, putting pieces together mm. that they need to, you know, do the job and whatever. And that that is like a good chunk of the movie, and like some interesting stuff that comes with that. And then stuff goes wrong, and they have to use the pieces that they've assembled in ways that they weren't planning on in order to still do the job. That's how, like, a lot of heist movies That's a generally good play out and stuff. I wasn't thinking about teams, but you're right that they probably need more than just themselves. So, yeah, exactly. So, like, like that is a lot of what a heist movie is, is gathering a team, putting it all together. So the way I, the way this could play out is if it's, like, a movie, you'd follow, excuse me, either the samurai or the pirate for, like, most of the first movie as they get into the, into the, the, the college city start assembling a team, figuring some stuff out, and that's, like, a good chunk of the early part is, like, that classic heist movie stuff. And then through... Either through contacts or just happenstance or something, they find out about or run into the other one. So, like, we're following the pirate. They learn that there's this samurai who's, like, either okay. dealing with a lot of the same people or scoping out a lot of the same places, trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to get in. And that's when they get pulled into the story, and then through, like, some quick like either flashback sequences or like through some uh, exposition that's broken up into manageable chunks or whatever, we figure out why they're there. And then the rest of the movie is these two sides butting heads and competing, trying to get the thing before the other one does mm. get and get it without getting caught. That's the way I see it playing out. On the one hand, I am attracted to like the potential comedy of having a bunch of near misses and we as the audience are aware and they're not. But on the other hand, it might be, have a better more grounded character focus if we just commit to following one and then we find out there's this other team at the same time they do so i, I don't hate that idea i think that might be yeah. the way to go I wanna, if, I wanna... if we did want to go a comedic angle i think it'd be funny if one guy is hired onto both teams and he just ha assumes it's one team because he's like there can't possibly be two guys happening so he's working for <laughs> oh, both dude, teams but he thinks it's one oh. team. i kind of do like that i want to throw my idea out there just to, to put it out on the is out in the world. Character? Yeah. Mm. Oh, the wait. Peter, you throw your thing out first, but that's that's caught in my brain now. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there. So, I kind of thought for a minute that the pirate and the samurai, I can see the samurai going alone, right? He's, like, trained for this, trained for, like, maybe stealth. He's, he's in there. He's, he's, he's a master yeah, of, but then he's a ninja. of combat. Yeah, but, like, eh. He's a samurai, but he's sneaky. Whatever. He's an Indian. Uh, but then the, the pirate, like, he's got a crew, probably. So instead of assembling just a random bunch of nobodies, he could just show up with a crew. Yeah, and then that's... it's it's them that are... He's like, all right, guys, I have a plan, and we're going to do it. And maybe the samurai and the the crew and the, the pirate, they have no clue about each other, and then they do interact with each other. But then you have a cool sort of con like contrast where... Yeah, the pirate, yeah, no, there's no way he could do this on his own, and he has his crew. But then the samurai is totally, he's singularly capable, mm. but the Which pirate... Which makes and the, the samurai really scary. It does make the samurai scary. But then, 
uh, for whatever reasons, through like happenstance and then kind of luck on the pirate side, he's somewhat able to match the samurai, but sort of out of luck. And if it was skill involved, you know the samurai would win. But the pirate has got some got some you know good graces on his side. He's got some fate backing him up. Hmm. So it's like Captain Jack versus Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader is way scarier and more competent. The Captain Jack might just like charm his way or get lucky and things will work out. That is a matchup I want to see, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) It's not far off, yeah, actually. I like your, and obviously the the samurai has more personality than just big scary guy, but I like the idea that he is, when we first meet him, kind of an imposing force and that we've seen the pirate crew have to put in a lot of effort to get this far and he's gotten this far alone. Um, But also, I like your point about the crew because... A, obviously he's a pirate, he'd have a crew, that makes sense. B, it doesn't really make sense for him to start recruiting within the college city. Like, maybe he needs to go oh, get no, one dude, you insider. Need insiders. Or there's, there, yeah, there might be one or two corrupt people he could work with, but I think or just showing like up super with a heist people. crew mostly assembled is well, good. we're also assuming that these pirates and samurais are operating at the same timetable. What if the pirate, they're in there for like a year, and they are the people on the inside. They've gotten the information, they've done their, their homework, oh, and then the samurai... Point. When they do the heist, it does just so happen that the samurai is there yeah. at the same time, and the samurai or, is like, this is my moment. Even better, even better, because happenstance is always a hard thing to, to make work, because it's always like, oh, and they just happen to be doing the same. Alternatively, the samurai starts showing up and starts making moves, and he's causing waves as he's play- as he's like setting stuff up to make this heist, and they're like, dude, there's this guy here trying to steal our thing that we've been setting up for a year we have to move our timetable up, like, now. I like Alter- that, actually. Okay, I was going to say, we could just come up with, there is a particular event happening that makes it easier to steal. Like, it presents the best opportunity, and so they both take it. Uh, but that that's good, too. can so, like, be both. It can be that yeah. they have to move it up faster than they want to, and they have to take advantage of the same thing that Samurai's taking care of. Take advantage that, of. That works. Like the same yeah, there's, like, there's some sort of school event that has got the entire, like, student body in an uproar and this event is sort of the perfect time to take this heist and make it happen Mm. so so the heist is still a clear distinct event but the pirates have been like staging for quite a while they have been making money moves so so but like the the theft is still a single like within the movie event but they've been in the city specking things out getting things right okay we can and that's great what we could do too is we can like uh, I mean, I don't want to... Actually, Fletch, how, how long is yours going to take? Because mine might take a minute here. I mean, it's like a two-second thing, but it moves us on to something else. Okay, go for it. I was pretty okay. much going to try and stage like the opening of the, the movie, possibly, but I might be able to still do that without whatever you say. Okay, well, the thing I was thinking is, okay, so we've got this... I mean, it's a heist movie, Um, but what do we do about them actually taking the, the little coin key thing and getting the loot from the place because the whole point is is that they're trying to get to somewhere to find the treasure that this is the key for which is kind of its own little goonies adventure in and of itself that's true okay at that point do we know if the that that is skipping ahead a bit and i think we need to go back to sort of answer some questions of the relationship of the pirate and the samurai because what i was going to ask is at that point are they still competing or are they more on less than the same page like maybe the college becomes later on the antagonist once they take it and the college has this because they want whatever uh, is on the other side of who knows. Okay, where. but they just know. have it. Why are well, they holding on to it? And why didn't they just go use it? 
I'm sure we could think about that. <laughs> yeah. Before we answer those questions, I am going to throw a thought out, which is so so in National Treasure, which I think is maybe not a bad comparison for this with the whole stealing the declaration oh, I love stuff. National Treasure. There's there's a bunch of like there's a whole other set of locations and stuff happening after the declaration heist, right? And so if this key is used elsewhere, it could just be the fact that the city, the the college city is only the primary location for the first half of the movie. And then we have some other place where it's going to be in use. So that is a good, you point. know, maybe they're, they end up on the same side. Maybe whichever team gets away with the item. Now the other team can still track them to wherever they're going to use it. So, so like this the, is, the college this city is literally doesn't have to subsume the entire movie, you know, kind of. Yeah. I do want to throw a little hey, bit guys, more. We, we literally just reinvented national treasure, but this one's uh, international. International. Awesome. International treasure. <laughs> we, we really want to. Could that be our title? Could that be our title for the episode? International treasure. <laughs> All right, I want to throw someone else out there. Maybe also to, to answer Fletcher's question, the college doesn't know what this thing is, but the moment that they find out that this heist has happened and that there are these two opposing parties, one from opposed off nation and one this pirate crew have done this. They go, well, why did they want to take it? And then as the other, two, the other groups go on their way to find the treasure, the college becomes aware of what uh, they're doing. And then so, that's why the college has an interest in, in stopping them or, or so getting then there back are three, to themselves. There are three fra- factions for that, like second part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm. I like this. Do we want to do it? I want to throw this out there. I think the heist and getting it and all that stuff is a pretty beef boy of a segment could that be like its own movie, and then like there's like a part two that is the uh, the treasure hunt? I, in my mind, I think this would make a, like if we slim it down, this makes a good longer ish like animated movie, and I'd rather do one strong story, than be like, and actually we split this in two parts, and you spend a whole movie at the first heist, and then, yeah, I just, movies I, as two parters feel weird just generally. That's okay. I, I get that. I don't like I most two-part movies because it always feels awkward. Some movies really earn it, but those movies are usually some, actually some. two separate stories connected by, like, a cliffhanger. Like, Infinity War and Endgame are not at all the same story, whereas this feels like all one story to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I definitely, I, I think, I can get behind that. I just don't see it as fully one story, partially because the heist, I think, is so much different than the actual treasure hunt. Because... The heist takes place on one location. It is all, like, right here. There are multiple moving parts. And then the second half is trying to find the location of this treasure, possibly working with the samurai and the pirate, and then a third antagonist element comes in. That, to me, sounds like at least part two energy. I mean, National Treasure follows a lot of those beats. We use a lot of time stealing the declaration. But then there's a whole second half in the movie where there's, like, ups and downs and the government's involved. Like, I don't want to say our movie's just National Treasure. Oh, yeah, I, I don't want that... to be National Treasure. I have a proposition, yeah, then. I have a proposition, It's an example of then. it not needing to be a two-movie story to accomplish Here's that. an idea. Sorry, yes, Fletcher. I don't like the idea of two movies because I don't like just two movies by themselves like that. It, 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 I just don't like breaking up a movie into halves. Or breaking up a story into halves. Breaking up a movie into thirds, though, usually oh, works really well. So, first movie is the heist. Second movie is the treasure hunt. Um, and somewhere in the process of that, maybe, maybe the samurai and the, um, uh, pirate become like either friends or like begrudging allies or something. Cause then the third part is the samurai 
taking the treasure back to his home to try to save his home and then either the pirate is helping him or the pirate is trying to get the treasure back from them as they take it back to their homeland. And that's like the, the third movie, the climax, is the more personal stuff with okay. the samurai home. I and really his. feel like I, that's I'm a just big, stretching it out. Hold on. Before you say that, I kind of agree, but at the same time, I do think Fletcher's right. If we're going to do it in one or thirds, it's one or the other, and I like the idea of thirds, but instead of the samurai, like, instead of them succeeding in getting the treasure, I think the college succeeds in overstepping the pirate and the samurai. They get this treasure. Whatever the treasure is, if it is, like, this this ancient weapon that can, you know, destroy whatever, it's a massive power source, that then that the college hands it over to the government, and then the government goes to take over the, the closed-off country that the samurai comes from. Oh, shit. So then the pirate and the samurai, now bonded in brotherhood and, and friendship, they have to, together, stop this force from taking his country. Okay, but even in that pitch, that bit where the government gets it, that feels like the end to a first movie. Like, I really don't think the heist needs to be its own movie and then the later stuff. Like, like to me, getting the thing and then going to the place where you use the thing, that can all be one film. And I think... There's not, like, I I think we're underestimating how much a given film actually has happened in it. Like, most films have a lot of plot in a lot of places. That's true. Yes. And, I mean, I don't totally disagree, except for the fact that, like, if we have a whole heist movie taking place on this island, this is its own location with its own plot that you can make into a good semi-standalone movie. Where then the threads that you pick up at the end of that movie lead into the second one, which is maybe not a whole treasure hunt, but it's probably part treasure hunt, part getting the thing captured by well, the it's part, government. It's part like travel and then part treasure hunt. Okay, let yeah, me yeah. give you yeah, a I mean, hypothetical here, though. Let, let's say you were going to a cool heist movie where two people wanted the cool heist MacGuffin because it did a really cool thing somewhere else. And you're watching the whole movie, waiting to see the really cool thing happen. And it turns out that at the end of the movie, they have the thing, but it feels meaningless to you because you don't actually see it do anything. Like, the movie ends with them getting the thing. Like, if all of National Treasure was stealing the declaration, and then it's over, I just... But if you're watching the trailer, and in the trailer, they're like, part one of a three-part event, you're like, okay, it's gonna be a while. I, I just, that feels so unnecessary. This feels like the Hobbit trilogy. This feels like splitting the Hobbit <gasps> no, up in the that... movies. Yeah. Which is dumb. And you can, but you know. The Hobbit would have worked really well in two movies. I That's my opinion on the Hobbit. And I'm sure some movie exec was like, but if you think about like a fight movie, you can make the Battle of the Five Armies a, a whole movie. Like there's so yeah, much. Yeah, no, that was just there. stupid. That, that no. right? The, this is that's not. That's dumb. No. But, like, I'd rather have one really good movie where there's a lot packed into it than let's make this story multiple movies. And, like, right. I'm, no, I totally we want to do a sequel about, oh, now the samurai's country is in danger and maybe the pirate and him are friends now. That sounds like an interesting sequel. But I think this, like, heist to let's use the key thing should be one story. All right. I'm going to pull back, Fletch. I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't pull a sim 
of redoing something like The Hobbit, I have to no. rescind my uh, my uh, my agreement. Here's the thing: as you were talking about it, I understand it. Yeah, I I totally get the idea of the heist is for this thing, and you get the thing. And I mean, the point of a heist movie is they get the money, and then they have the money, and that's that's the satisfying end. I mean, but this for me, money. rather than so, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up like whatever on this sort of the way I think about it then is okay well then let's find a way to make that a satisfying ending where what they get is a reward in and of itself that that can then become a thing for the second part that leads to the third part but like we're pretty much on the same page here about that stuff it's just sort of like the part that I want to figure out at a later day is the mm-hmm. how to make That's the fair. MacGuffin an interesting thing as in like it's a treasure by itself too interesting so partly because I like telling more story and may have having more movies lets you tell more story that makes sense well like in indiana jones right whatever he's trying to get right it's not i mean yeah it's all kind of a MacGuffin. everyone's just after it because it holds value to people right but you believe it has value because people put so much effort into it and they care as long as they care about it and they achieve their goal uh it doesn't need to have a perceived value other than what the characters see in it right True, but sure, also I in get... Indiana Jones, it's stuff that we care about too. It's like it's the Holy Grail. It's the the Ark of the Covenant. It's, that's that's true. It's stuff like that, that that like as watchers we care about too because they're these legendary artifacts. And usually the message of the Indiana Jones movies is that oh, it was actually a mistake to go after that thing. Like what the Ark does that's isn't a secret. A we see people's faces get burned off, and then it's <laughs> like pretty <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones and the key that I'll use in the sequel. Actually, maybe that's. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, when you when you say when you point it out like that, I just yeah, I got to agree that does kind of sound kind of bad. This is gonna be a big beef boy of a movie. I mean, yeah, I don't have a problem with it being a big beef boy of a movie. Yeah. And I don't hate the idea of it being a two-parter where it's like a national treasure and then a defense of the homeland thing, and they're connected. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that. And in yeah. my mind, this is a more fast-paced heist than something like Ocean's Eleven, right? Like, the, because the heist is only half the movie, it doesn't need to be as detailed as a movie that's just about the heist. Like, the National yeah, Treasure absolutely. heist is pretty detailed, but we don't spend two and a half hours watching it happen, you know? Well, and we kind that's of accidentally true. set that up, too, because the pirates have been there for a year setting stuff up. All the setup is done. They just have to do that's fair actually no you're right that's so that's totally true we've already they've already done the hard work it the fun we are genius is when it gets messed up we're so smart we don't even know it actually (laughs) we did it all subconsciously yeah if i if i was a movie exec hired to make this idea into a trilogy and i had to the first movie starts with the pirates arriving and then we slowly develop over that year of prep and then do that's true like that's but if we're starting with the pirates have been there I think the heist much more reasonably is a shorter affair, like half the movie. Yeah, I agree. Because then you can quickly Yeah, show... I was imagining it in my head as like a drawn-out thing. Yeah, I kind of was too. And then you kind of quickly show what the pirates were doing. And then when, when you start watching the story take place is when the wrenches start getting thrown in. A big wrench being samurai. Samurai. Mm. I can't believe how well this worked. We yeah, came up with, it got like, there. I mean, yeah, it took a second, but once we kind of got stuff figured out, it, it turned it like... This is totally a movie that I would watch and love. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I agree. So I agree, too. I do want to answer some questions before 
we stop here, even if we have kind of where we're starting. Oh, yeah. I'm not fully yeah. satisfied yet. I think we still have got some more work to do. What does the key do? I think we need to figure oh, out. Oh, I completely out. forgot about the MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like the Staff of Raw, um, it is a map in a way, right? It guides you to something. Um, that is all I've got. Anybody else want us to tap in? <laughs> I actually want to, like, ah, oh, the thing is, the It's a Map works so well. It's like the perfect MacGuffin for this kind of a thing. Because it's the map, and if you can figure out the map, that's how you figure out where the treasure is. And then it unlocks okay. the gate to the treasure. But at the same time, that's so played out that I almost don't want to do it. I'm trying to But it's think... not played out, because it's just good. It is good. It is and really I'm good. trying to think, okay, so we have a treasure. It needs to be a weapon that could defend the samurai's homeland, but also belong to a pirate or be desired by a pirate some way. And I've just thought of a thing that I love. Hit me with it. It is a sea monster mech. <gasps> oh my god! An gosh! ancient sea monster mech. An ancient mech. I am so excited right now. I'm in. Is it like powered 100%. by Atlantean magic? Kind of like... Uh, I was literally the picturing the fish from Atlantis. Yes! Yeah, right! I'm, I'm down We're on the yeah. same page about that. Okay, and then for the pirates, you're questioning why is a pirate so into archaeology? Well... What do pirates do? They go after treasure. He's a pirate, but not really. They're actually just kind of like illegal archaeologists. And and whoever, you know, had this map could rule the sea. Yeah. But you could also defend an island nation very easily. Oh, oh that's good. Oh, my yes. gosh. Dude, can this and be that, like, like a sequel movie set in the same world as our first episode? <laughs> Sorry, just the, the water archaeologist thing pulled me back a little bit. No, two different worlds because yeah, I, I'd say two uh, different. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's definitely totally. Different also, because one's Earth and one isn't. Yeah, I was oh, worried about that. Oh God, I forgot about that. I was two for a second, and then I was like, "Hold on, we established England doesn't exist. <laughs> if England doesn't exist, what does?" <laughs> I mean, England doesn't exist anymore in that world either. True, but it's gone. It's gone. Erase it from your mind. Oh. Erased. I don't even remember what we were talking so about. Maybe it's a map to this underwater kingdom, right, where this mech has been stored for centuries. Have you guys seen uh, the second Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters, or whatever it was? Like, I just rewatched that recently. I have not seen it. No. You guys ever seen that? No, sorry. Yeah. No? Okay. Um, it's sort of spoilers, but also, like, it's Godzilla. I don't know if it really counts as spoilers. When is it from? Like, 2016? It's in that, like, Godzilla Kong cinematic universe. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's fairly recent. Anyway, point is, at some point, they find out that Godzilla's, like, nest or home or whatever, it doesn't actually make any sense, and it annoys me because it's just there with no explanation. There's, like, this big, giant, like, underwater city where it looks like there was this big old city there with these big old temples and all these carvings from, like, this nation that worshipped Godzilla, and then it got drowned at some point, but it doesn't make sense because it's supposed to be, like, in the center of the earth, which, how it got there makes no sense. I forgot where I was going with this. You often do. <laughs> That's happened, yeah. Oh, oh, the mech. The mech, it's underwater. Yeah, like, underwater city. I was imagining something like that where there's, like, these underwater caverns that are, like, impossible to get to if you don't have a map that tells you mm. where to enter, like, Mariana's Trench type of thing. Oh, that's interesting. And then a cave system can, that'll lead you down there. Can I... 
I want I want to I want to throw a little wrench into that idea, just a little one, just because I don't want to do it where they go underwater. I want to do it where it was buried underwater, like you said, but since that time where it was, that water has dried up. The okay. water has receded, oh. and it is now in a desert. Buried, so have, like, lost oh, in the sand. That's why no one can find it because they weren't looking in the desert. They were looking exactly in the lost in the sands. Ooh. Can we have I a like crackpot? Can we have a crackpot scientist that's been theorizing? There's this dried up riverbed. You realize it's probably the pirate's dad, right? Oh, dude, Ooh. you're so right. <laughs> and just think about you're digging and suddenly you hit metal and there's this like and you, like for a while it'll Clang. not even be clear how big the thing is. It's just unfathomably large and buried. <sighs> that's sick how do they get that's it out that's pretty then? sick um, it has rockets <laughs> it can all the, or no actually it can if all they gotta do is get down into the cockpit like they open up the cockpit get in and then it just kind of like shimmies itself out of the sand or something I was gonna say like what if it kind of operates like in the water and on land like a snake and it just like slithers out yes yeah it's I like, like literally like an old leviathan yes that's, that's pretty cool actually that's really good Oh, that is amazing. I'm so excited. So, all right, I this is another question I just thought of. Um, so, the this key only works if there's something to kind of unlock, right? Where True. is the map? It's it's the key to the ignition. That, that's what I was thinking. You literally oh, like, well, turn it in next to the wheel and just turn it? But, okay. And if this no, is that's like Atlantean a... Magitech, then it could just like signal to the, the thing and lead you there. Uh, I was imagining something more along the lines of, like, Treasure Planet. Still haven't seen it. It just got, like, a... You haven't seen you it? You haven't seen oh, Treasure it's Planet? It's what? so good. Oh, wait. Sorry. I thought... I immediately was prepared for you to say Atlantis. I actually have seen Treasure Planet recently. I, I used oh, to have not seen it. Okay. Um, I feel like I want it to be a little vaguer than a straight line that points you to your destination. A star map. I know we're kind of doing Indiana Jones... Uh, uh, national treasure but one of the things i do like about indiana jones is that when he gets the uh, staff of raw the top of it and then he goes into the well to to figure out where the, the arc is located it's not like direct it's not like a an exact uh and it, it, like it points to where it is but he has to go somewhere first to figure it out it's not like he finds it and then he has to like then he can just like get to it. Oh, he yeah. has to do like a step. There's a step to the it. He doesn't just like press a button. Yeah, mm. there needs to be a place that the pirate and the samurai would both know about that the the puzzle can be solved. Like somewhere that maybe the pirate's dad figured out, and that's how he knows about this leviathan at all. Like he he uncovered it. Interesting. And then can, I don't know that that could be. Interesting. I like. What if it's somewhere where they have to like they have to sneak in somewhere to steal this thing. And now that they have it, they have to sneak in somewhere else with it. Mm. Like, I'm imagining not somewhere on the same city island, probably. They would have to leave, I think, yeah. But, like, somewhere that's controlled by it as well. Like, it's another museum or whatever that's got this giant exhibit. And they have to sneak in to place the thing into this other relic. I don't want to do two heists in a row kind of thing. But I, I, I do like where you're going with it. Like, he does have to sneak in somewhere to, like... Well, if his dad, like, uncovered it, and maybe, I mean, um... It could be full Indiana Jones, where it's like it's another excavation site somewhere. It could be, yeah. It could just be an excavation site somewhere. And this, this, uh, museum... It's like, like an old temple. Maybe this museum, like, has it under their jurisdiction now, like, this control. Interesting. Oh, yeah, like, they send out, they send out an expedition to, to dig up and 
categorize and all this this old ruins. And that's where they found the key, and they took the key back because it was something they could actually move as opposed to like this ancient temple-y thing. And now they have to take the key back to the temple-y thing. Okay. And then what happens at the temple-y thing? So, okay. Do they... I don't know, but I need to go backwards. Just a second. Yep. So, who succeeds in getting the artifact? Okay, so if we're following the pirate crew from the beginning, and like I'm, I'm staging this pirate captain as my main character in a sense... Yeah, yeah. I think the samurai needs to get it at the end, and so then I was thinking the same our thing. pirate. Then we're motivated by, oh, we need to go reclaim this before the battle's lost, right? Completely. But at that agree. point, we can start following the samurai as well. Um, but the pirates get very close and then are thwarted. Is kind of my idea. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So then there are they chasing? So that I guess actually, I wonder: are we assuming the samurai knows where where to even go with this? Because maybe as far as we know, the pirates know right yeah maybe the samurai doesn't know and then the pirates are kind of like um well i don't know now, now i'm not really sure where to go with that nah, i feel like the maybe... samurai would have to have some idea of what to do with it yeah because otherwise he's sealing it and then he just has this key to nothing what if yeah. a member of the pirate crew turns traitor and like goes oh, over like to the, the pirates samurai's... get it and then he hands it over to the samurai oh shoot and then like yeah. what fletcher wait or did fletcher say this where there's like one person working for two p- groups Rather than it's just that, and it's kind of funny, this samurai paid this uh, crew member to to flip sides. Yeah, okay, so then the pirates get it, and it's a moment of victory, and they've thwarted the samurai, but actually, the one who got it is working with the samurai. So then there's this backstab double-cross, and it means the samurai knows where to go. Ooh, that is good. Minor tweak, I completely agree, because for a one-minor tweak, the pirates still don't get it, the samurai gets it, and then they're like, okay, it's fine. The pirate, or like the, he doesn't know where to go with it. And then it's revealed. Like, hold up. Where's our other crewmate? And then they figure out he, like, bailed Mm. on them and told them. So they find out, oh, wait, he does know where to go. Okay. But it, for me, it's a more dramatic moment if we see, like, this pirate gets it and they're all, the pirates are all cheering and happy or whatever. And the pirate's smile turns to, like, a wry smirk. And he turns over to the samurai. Nah. I'm more of a fan okay. of, like, they're so close to getting it, and then they still fail, and their last shred of hope is, like, they don't... He doesn't know where it is. And then... Either way... That's dashed. Either way, I think it needs to be that guy's fault that they failed. Interesting. Yes, I whether agree. He no get, matter whether what. he takes it and actually uh, okay. hands it over to the samurai, or whether he just, like screws up their plans in a way that lets the samurai get it and then he turns and then he so it moves looks over. like an accident but that gets recontextualized later yeah yes. maybe this pirate maybe while you know the samurai is the first wrench right but since he's the wrench in the whole plans this pirate is in his pocket and so things that in the at the moment you're like these are kind of accidents like how could it be going just a little bit wrong it's actually this yeah. pirate who's doing that and this helps the samurai well seem... this guy could just be an opportunist where he's like i'll get more of the cut if it's just me and the samurai bingo I'm in. Well, and this is where the samurai could seem more imposing, because while they're surprised by the samurai's presence, the samurai already knows this was going to happen, right? And so he immediately... Like, the the presence Mm. of the pirates is not alarming to him. Yeah. And kind of secretly, he knows that either way he's in the He's already had, like, contingencies to deal with them and everything. Okay, I like Ah. that. I like that a lot. And that's, that's, that is, like, that's imposing. And then, like, then it's like the the samurai and that pirate, they're, they're on their way out of there. And then the, 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 the captain, this the main pirate, and his crew, it's a chase to try and get there, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, so at this temple, you use the key, and then that gives you a map? I mean, the specifics of how the, the key works into the temple, I don't, I don't know if that's super important. <gasps> no, wait, I just thought about this. It, so it's clearly the key is aiming towards something old. Uh, it would look different. So when you look at it, you're like, why is it pointing to the middle of the ocean? It's pointing to nowhere. We have no way of getting there. How would they have? How can we get there? And then they realize it's not pointing to the middle of the ocean. It's pointing to the desert because the ocean's uh, gone. So maybe like oh, around- you mean like the, like the map is old and it doesn't. It's still showing ocean and everything, and they have to, like, line the old map up with the new ones to figure out what's changed from when the old one was made? Yeah, like, the old map shows what would have been there at the time, right? Ocean. But if the ocean's gone, mm. it's not going to line up to what you see, so you're thinking, then there's something wrong. But in reality, just the modern-day reality has changed. The map is accurate because the ocean's gone. I'm actually kind of a fan of that. Okay. Because then it, it literally is pointing them somewhere, but they can't figure out where that is. Yes. Is there then some way that the college finds out how to follow them? Are they just constantly being tracked at that point? I think... What if, what if, the college has that historical temple site, it is under their jurisdiction, it's their thing, they've got their people there. When they figure out that these, this group or whatever, they snuck in, or they broke in, and they were checking it out, they either, like, caught a glimpse of what was going on at the end or something... Somehow they found out about it because they have people that were there. Maybe they had people that got kidnapped and tied up and they were just in the corner. I, I've got something a little bit better than that. Because I feel like that's a little, like uh-huh. you said, like opportunistic. And I don't want to fall down that rabbit hole either. Um, it could be that these are scholars, right? These are intelligent people. They are victim of a theft, right? Uh, and maybe at the end of the theft, I, I just had this thought I want to throw out there. Maybe like the to, to really mesh up the, the pirates and to make the getaway kind of seamless for the samurai. There's like some big, like, so clearly this, this, the whole reason this is happening is that there's a big event at the college, right? And then the samurai, like, maybe he like causes some major explosions in the island to like make some more chaos. It may be in the museum. So then to try and trap the pirates and then to make him get out. Um, and when the uh, like authorities quote-unquote, or whatever, the government of this island, the student government, <laughs> figure out what's been taken. There was these pirates broke in. We know these pirates broke in. And then there was a samurai that was told sighted. And of an entire place, they only took this one artifact. And then they're like, oh, what, what does this have anything to do with anything? And then they're like, well, We just thought it was a coin. Yeah, they thought they, they just thought it didn't have any significance. But, like, they, they knew it was historical. We knew it was from ancient civilization, but we didn't know if it was tied to anything. And then they're like, well, what was their bearing? Like, where did they go anywhere? It's like, yeah, one of our people on, like, the, sh- the, the ports, they saw two ships bearing, like, northeast, right? And let's just yeah. say that's the direction of where the map is that they would have to go to. And then they, like, they, through, like, their reason and deduction, they're going to track them down anyway. And then they start piecing together what they're doing. Interesting. Okay. I can get behind I like that. that. Because then you have an intelligent antagonist, not like a dumb antagonist who gets to know. They're intelligent and they're being like driven by um, what they're deducing, and they're 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 like these guys are out. They're 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 like this is we had two separate groups try to steal this attack. one random okay. coin. What's the significance of the coin? Yeah, then? this is intentional. What's the purpose? So ah, I see. Okay, so the the scholars figured out that way. At the temple, who gets the map successfully? 
you know, I feel like this might get into where we have to consider at what point do the pirate and the samurai, if at all, become like allied. Maybe they both maybe get there, but because maybe this is partially what because maybe instead of they both figure it out, oh, I want to throw a big old cool wrench in here. Tell me if you think about this. They both get there and they're about to have their own like kind of fight to figure out who gets it. But because this college is and the college is connected to a very large like world government kind yeah. of thing not world government but just like empire or whatever they have people who already know so then they get captured mm-hmm. there and then the uh the school takes it over and then the school is the one going which by necessity okay. and neither of them friend, want this the is empire exactly to what i was thinking no. yeah so neither of the pirate of the samurai get it and then they have to team up to then stop this college because yes. the empire getting the mech is the worst thing that could happen right so now yes they're like, no matter whether or not it's for the Whoops. pirates to take over the seas or for you to defend your homeland, samurai, we need to team up. Okay, cool. And so then you have a final confrontation in the desert. They get there somehow between the college they have to break out. and they... the outsiders. Exactly. You have a, a – they, they team up. I think it will be really interesting. It's like the, the pirate uh, captain is separated from his crew because the crew are like lackeys, and they put him in like a lackey cell. And then the pirate captain and the samurai are sort of like in two – not – together cells but like two conjoining cells so they kind of like are like chatting they kind of understand kind of what they're coming from you get some like exposition in the form of dialogue similar to will turner and captain jack sparrow when they're breaking when he's trying to break jack out they hatch a plan and they both get out and then you kind of have to leave the crew i think and the crew they're they kind of have to be left to their own devices or like they're like we're gonna come back for you because these two get out and then it's these two on a mission to stop whatever is going or on or the crew leads away a diversion or something Ex- yeah exactly maybe the, you're right actually i like the better the crew has like a diversion okay and then it allows the captain and the samurai to go on their own to stop oh, so it's just the two of them at that point yes oh okay. this is cool i like that and so then these two formidable people have to team up basically against like a government army yeah, like you have like a, a small formidable task force. Pirate and it captain. still keeps the really like sneaky heisty thing because it's just the two of them versus the world. Yes. Yeah. And oh, you got this, this cool. samurai. I mean, he's not a samurai, but he's like, you know, well, he's a samurai. Whoops. Uh, and he's got like this, you know, <laughs> his like katana. And he, and then this pirate has got his cutlass and his, they, they've got like their, 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 ah, it's so cool. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. And their names are Bill and Ted, and this is Bill and Ted's mech-cellent adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What would their names be, actually, though? Um, well, Captain... In my head, they're still both Japanese, and I don't know any Japanese names. Yeah. Subaru and Mitsubishi. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> don't do that! <laughs> yeah. So bad. I don't know. They have really cool Japanese names that have a rich history and meaning. Yeah. Yeah. So not car companies. That that's one of them for the samurai, and then the Can we pirate. Call one of them Yamaha. No. Fletcher. Sorry, I don't know why I'm doubling down on this. It's such a bad joke to double down on. I don't know. We can for now just call them the pirate and the samurai. I, I don't pirate think we need to complicate works. it. I like that. Okay. So we start the movie. The pirates are getting ready to gear up to this heist they've been planning for for a while. We get the basics of the heist and of the college city. They break in to steal this key. They are met with a complication in the form of a samurai who's also there trying to steal it. Through some turn of events, the samurai ends up getting the key in a manner that involves one of the pirates turning turncoat and uh, letting the samurai know 
where to bring the key to get the map. The two teams race for the map, but there, in when they're going to get into a fight with each other, the uh, S College City Empire task force shows up and captures them. They're forced to work together to prevent the, the sort of snobby empire from getting the mech, this great weapon that will help one of them sort of own their land and protect it from the empire. Uh, they break out, and the two of them alone go to confront the task force in the desert where they're going to get the mech. How do we want to conclude that? Oh, man. I really I like I mean, the way story. this usually plays like out, though, the way this would usually play out is the government is able to get into the mech, turn it on, and then the two of them have to figure out how to disable the mech or regain control of it or destroy it? Oh, interesting. Destroy like it's, it's not it, a bad option, honestly. It's important to both of them, but if the Empire has it, it's better off destroyed. Yeah. Uh, but I hate that. I hate evils. that so much when the ancient shit gets destroyed in the movies. I hate it so much. But, but it is like such a good ending. It's devastating to them. Yeah. I know. know it would be like, so good. Because oh, then they have to, like, lives. like, for the pirate, he has to let go of, like, his dad's dream. Like, this is, like, what he's been working for. He has to let it go. Yeah. And for the samurai, he has to kind of, like, choose between these two evils. Does he, does he fight for his people, or does he stop, like, inadvertently? Is this, like, the thing that is helping his people? Yeah. Like, oh, He's that's cool. saving his people, but not in the honorable way he wanted to. Not in the, not in the way that... Not yeah. by getting the powerhouse thing that they needed, but by stopping it from being used against them. Oh, it's so good, but I hate it, because I hate when old stuff gets destroyed. <laughs> Maybe one of them has to die, like, in the destruction of the, the beast. Dude. I feel like that'd be the samurai. No, I, I would say would... the pirate. Interesting. I mean, <laughs> that's sort of like the, the ironic. Maybe there's some character development there. Mm. But if I'm being completely honest, okay, as the characters are, at least in my head, the one that would sacrifice themselves. I mean, okay, either of them could. It feels like a satisfying thing for me that the guy who's trying to protect his home country, that is his main thing, being like, the only option is to destroy this thing, and if I have to die to do it, I was willing to do all of this for my country. I'll do this too. But and in a then, way, that's the easy way out for him, because he yes. then doesn't have to face his country as a failure, right? Whereas if so, we show during the final battle he is Ooh, perfectly that is, willing to go that down. Hurts. But then the pirate prevents him. It's like, no, I'm going to take this bullet, right? And then yeah. the samurai has to face his future. Yeah, and then the samurai finds <laughs> some other way to save his country. Ooh, ooh, yeah, and then this ooh, pirate captain chills. is like, this is like, this is like, I have to see, this is the, the fulfillment of like my father's dream in some way. This is like the end of it. This is like the end of my road. Ooh. Oh, yeah, cause he, I mean, like, he still found it. He still proved his dad wasn't insane. And then the samurai goes back and becomes the pirate captain. Interesting. Maybe, maybe. Nah, it's just not happen. I, li I, like I like ending it with the destruction of the mech that they were going after. And having to, like, th this this samurai just... I like ending it on this, like, really somber note of the samurai, like, well, now what do I do? And and then, uh, just when you think it's, like, gonna be really sad for the samurai... There's another you mech! You hear, like, some metal clanging over. He rushes over and he sees the pirate captain, like, covered in rubble. He's lost, like, an arm. And he's like, hey, oh. I'm gonna need a peg leg for that. And then they're like, hey, brother! <laughs> and they, like, just when you think it's all lost, they actually are, like giving each other a big hug but like there's still sacrifice because you lost an arm but I, they get to have more adventures together 
you see, there's there's pros and cons to either. I think it'd be more emotionally impactful if he dies. But if we want to work more with that universe, I think it's obviously better if he survives at a cost. Yeah, I, I could. True, I true. want him to survive at a cost. I'm not I mean, if they've lie. got mechs, you can get like a metal arm too. Like they can take scrap oh, mech and then turn it right. into like a cyborg arm. Wait, because then like, oh, dude, because then it's not totally lost. Because if they can salvage something, I mean, it's not like going to be some crazy destructive force or whatever. But he's going to well, have like like a replacement. Here's some sequel bait, right? It's so, like some sentimental stuff, at least. Yes. Yeah, so, well, some sequel bait is yes, this full-on massive leviathan is destroyed this metal leviathan from an ancient civilization but just because it's gone those pieces are still there and guess who has the resources to maybe use those resources right it could be oh. this like this this well, government or no, this, no, no, uh, this, is... this college yeah yeah no or which could be an interesting thing because what if the guys then maybe there's like a very like a weirdly small power core or something that's like so high tech that if they take that, they can't make this mech work. So then we don't fully destroy it. So then it's like a heist within a heist. No, no, no. Like, like it's destroyed, <laughs> and then in the process oh. they take this thing, thinking souvenir or something, or they can use it. I don't, I don't know. In my head, I oh, no, was imagining wait, I they take this little like power that. core and then work it into the guy's new arm, and then it turns out that this power core is something that was so high tech that they can't recreate it, and without that, the mech can't run. So they have so now the government has all this pieces of this thing, and they can use it to make like weaker, smaller, dumbed down versions of it. But they can't make the original thing work without this power core. I kind of dig. And that. what if the power core has like revolutionized the tech of Samurai City? Like it powers his entire yeah. Now. So it's and not so what they wanted, the but he still got it. Has to come go to war with that place in the you know sequel or in future adventures to oh, get the that... power core. Yeah, there's a lot of roads like we could go with that. There's a I lot actually of love. Power core. I like leaving it up for interpretation for what happens because what we yeah. said is really cool. But I like how they see this like glowing thing in the sand. They pick it up and then the pirate is like, eh, souvenir." And then he like turns it into a necklace and just wears <laughs> and then it. it. Turns out to be super important. What exactly the <laughs> future that. adventures? Yeah. Like later on, it becomes super important. <laughs> what exactly the future adventures would be, or how exactly it ends in terms of that? You know, it's a bit unclear. But like the the general story map we have. For this story, I feel really happy. Dude, we have an amazing I story. I do, too. I'm thrilled with this, guys. Oh, man. We came this back from a break, and we yeah. just cranked out something amazing. Yeah, I feel so good about this whole story. I really do. Yeah, for the listeners, the, the upload dates have been pretty inconsistent with our recordings for various reasons. Uh, but we recorded every episode before this back to back to back. We didn't take a week off. And then we took the last uh, two weeks off before this recording. Now, I do want to just address this in the podcast, because it's good to throw it out there for like the listeners once they get to this. Um, is this a byproduct of the break, do you guys think? Or is this a byproduct of how we split it up like with the character setting and plot? Or, you know, to the audience, is this... Like, I think most of us feel like this is probably one of our better ideas in a while, or one of our better products in a while. But, like, it, does it stand out to y'all, or is this just another episode of Pineapple Juice? Yeah, but if it were you really into the zombie convenience story, <laughs> if it but like if this idea felt like normal, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. If it did feel like just another really good episode or something, um, that doesn't mean that what we're doing is actually not a problem. I think that kind of is a benefit to us splitting it up because if it still feels like we're making fun stories and and ideas are flowing 
Um, but it isn't like that crazy of like a break in the structure. I don't see why we wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, we had a little bit of a hard time at first putting it together and getting something going. But once we had like an idea, once we rolling, figured it, once we had dude, an idea, once we rolling, figured it dude. out, it rolled. Like I, I loved trying. I think because that's it. We had these three pieces, and this is this would be the fun challenge in the beginning, right? Is, is us having these three separate pieces that aren't related in some ways. But then, like you know what, like Fletch, you added your plot in the end. Like me and Jacob, our ideas were so separate. But then your heist literally glued it together. So we're gonna have these elements that don't work. But we made it into a cohesive story. I loved it. I personally, oh, I loved, loved the story so much. It was way, it was way more fun than I thought. Like it would I be. want this to be a movie. I want to see this. I do too. Yeah, this would be Man, a great okay. little animated movie. Hey. Yeah, I'm getting some serious like Atlantis vibes mixed with like oh, Indiana Jones down. and Treasure Planet, and oh, sprinkle in yeah. a slight bit of uh, of uh, you know Treasure Planet. <laughs> Who wants to give the recap? I know Jacob, you kind of did a good I, recap. You basically as... did a recap. Yeah, he did. Just, yeah, yeah, and then we talked about the ending. I don't know if we need like a full recap again. I I, I think we're good. Okay, cool. Thank you all for listening to this week's Pineapple Juice. If y'all have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can email us at pineappleReload at gmail Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's a blast making these. This one was oh so good. I can't wait. I'm like doing this has made me now jazzed to make more, which is oh, like 100%. the feeling that is like so good because i just want to keep on thinking of fun like like characters and sayings and plots okay this is great i'm, I'm super thrilled guys thank you for listening yeah the time <laughs> off was good good for us at least yeah it's yeah at the very least we're gonna enjoy doing this for as long as we can yeah for real all right bye thanks guys bye. see you